0: When Shamrock Rovers got one back, tears came to my eyes. When we went two and up, and I heard those thousands of Sligo people. I was proud. I mean, out and one. Best Living. town in the world. Best town in the
1: world. Best town in the world. More drama here. Gilani. North. Elding 3-2. They've been looking for Stenson's head away at the far post. And over it comes Elliott. Stenson. 1-1. It's brilliant. 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 Here comes quickly
0: This day. you're very welcome along to episode uh, 34 i think of the bitter Red supporters trust podcast uh, another great show coming up for you uh, brought to you as always with thanks to the white hag brewing company and uh, we, um, we have, or I, must remember not, or I must remember to announce the winner as well of our, a dubious winner of our beer scorecast from last week, but we'll get to that. Um, so yeah, another packed show. Um, obviously, we're in the middle of um, qualifying round one for the uh, Europa Conference League. And we're a goal down against uh, the Icelandic opposition. Um, but we'll get to that in a moment. Um, just to say, a little bit of a coup as well for the uh, podcast. Uh, this week, the club announced the signing of uh, midfielder Adam McDonnell and he goes, straight into the, um, he goes straight into the squad. And um, we get to speak to him first on the pod. So that's coming up. And after we hear from Adam, <coughs> excuse me, we will um, look ahead to the second leg in the showgrounds on Thursday um, of the game against Hafner Fjord. And before we finish up, we will look ahead to the game on Sunday against Waterford away at four o'clock. So, as usual, we're coming to you from Zoom or online. We're recording on Tuesday and getting the pod out for you early in the week with the game on Thursday. And as always, we've got Donner. How are you? All good, Connor. How's things? Not too bad. Thank you. Jerry O'Connor, how are you getting on? Good Thanks, Connor. And Shane McGoo McGoldrick, how are you? Good, Connor. Cheers. Um, okay, so let's get stuck straight into uh, the um, the loss in Iceland. Um, just before we talk about the game, did anybody have any issues with the stream? My stream was fine, I had no problems. No? no? I just saw a couple of people commenting on um, on Twitter that they couldn't get it up and running. Yeah, I think it was just you need to refresh it and it was right, fine okay. then. Okay. Um, So, what can we say? I mean, let's first of all talk about, because the first thing I think we all kind of made a decision on, and everybody watching the game, um, I think the the most obvious thing, uh, well, the thing that dawned on me first is the quality of the opposition. Uh, Hafner Führer, FH, are no world beaters. Uh, I don't know what what, um, your thoughts, thoughts, Jerry. uh, your initial thoughts, you know, look, we played, we played, um, you know, not a lot happened, I suppose, initially in the game. Um, But as the game began to play out, you know, what were your feelings on the game or on the opposition specifically
2: yeah well initially watching the game um at the time i didn't think they were i thought they were good but i didn't think they were brilliant now i watched it back today and watching it back for the second time i actually thought they were a lot better than my original thoughts Um okay. so that's what not stood out to say, you? what's that
0: what stood out to you what, what was it about them that made them a good side, I suppose, or made them a a better side than you originally thought?
2: Well, I I think you could see that they had a game plan in that they kind of sat off us a little bit and let us have the ball a little bit more than maybe what we tend to have. Um, So obviously they had their homework done on us in that we like to hit on the break. So Whereas in kind of roles reverse, they actually hit us on the break more than we hit them on the break. Um, They moved the ball quite quickly. They were quite comfortable on it. Um, but having said all that, like, I'd still be confident of getting a result. Uh, look, in fairness, they're a team that are very much set up similar to ourselves in terms of the way they play it out from the back, in terms of formation. Um, very, very similar. Um, but I'd still, as I said to you, I'd still be confident uh, if we play to the best of our ability, we definitely can, can win the game. And I just hope the God we do. You're on mute, Connor.
0: Uh, I noticed that, yeah. Uh, Magoo, wh- wh- what were your thoughts um, on the, the quality of the opposition? Um, were they above or below your expectation or what you were expecting?
3: Um, I don't know what kind of expectation I had of them, to be honest. Because, like I was saying last week, I hadn't watched them. And if you're listening to everybody uh, on Twitter or whatever about the league form, that they were poor and they're going through a bad spell. That I, I I didn't buy into that fully. I still expected us like I didn't expect us to go over and walk all over them just because to have one in four or five games. But um I I didn't fully know what to expect. But I I wasn't blown away by them. Yeah. And um, by any means. And um, I think like Jerry says, they kind of sat off us a bit. I think we kind of sat off them a wee bit as well. Kind of, there was a bit of each out. other feeding each other out and stuff like that, yeah. And like that's obvious. It's, obvious; it's going to happen, you know. When we saw the team, you know, beforehand we were thinking, will he play a collie in a tree to make a tie? And when he, you know, Liam doesn't really. We should have been. We shouldn't have been surprised. He doesn't really do. Uh, he has his way of playing, and he likes it. But when you look at the game plan, then there was no fullbacks really marauding forward yeah. that like So we were sitting back after the wee bit, and um, I felt if we were. If we had went a bit gung ho at them earlier, um we probably could have got probably could have scored maybe. Like I know we had chances, but we still were a bit reserved in within ourselves, I think.
0: Yeah. So uh Sean, um well that that's what I think that that was my um that's how I kind of sum things up in my head as well. I think um we we stood off them, they stood off us a little bit, and as Miku said, there was a little bit of figuring out going on. Um and you know, just on uh, Magoo's point as well. I, like, I think that's a good thing in relation to how Rovers approach the game. Insofar as we we have a way of playing, uh, everybody knows how we're going to play. Um, there's going to be no major shocks in setup and personnel. Uh, but at least you know that's you know the players have an expectation of of what they're of what they're going into. From you know Slager Rovers' perspective, but on the starting 11, um, obviously Mc- uh, McNicholas is, um, is in instead of McGinty, and that's he's in replacing McGinty, who's injured. Um, but your fullbacks you got Horgan and um and uh, Banks, fullback, uh, Blaney and uh, Buckley, center half. Uh, we had Bulger and Moorhan in middle, as per usual. Um, uh, Mark Byrne, uh, out wide, alongside um, Devries on the other wing, and um, Parks and Byrne. So our Parks and, um, and and Gibson in the number ten. So you know a very, a very standard setup, I suppose. But um, we've on on the on the bench, um, Callie on the bench. Just on, on the starting the starting eleven. Uh, is that were you happy with what what went out initially? It's <laughs> The longest question in the world. I don't know where you are going with that I didn't know where I was going either Hey hey, Uh, uh, Sean what did you think of starting 11? (laughs) Yeah
4: yeah, there you go do you want to repeat the question? Um, (laughs) Starting 11 I was happy enough excuse me with what was available Um, I think with the fullback situation it starved us of a bit of wit with uh, two boys marauding forward we couldn't get into it and we couldn't seem to get the ball wide for an awful lot of the game and Killed us, so it did. It really stopped. We kept trying to go through the middle, and they were drowning us out in there because they were very well set up. In fairness to them, they were positionally sound, and they treated it. You could see the European experience in them. So you could, they're seasoned European. They're in there nearly every season, aren't they? As far as yeah, I'm aware, well,
0: since the turn since the turn of the century, they've been. They've probably always been in Europe, by the odd year. If they haven't won the see league, you. they're they're thereabouts, yeah. Yeah, you could,
4: you could see it for a majority of the game. They were just well-organized. They were just, as Jerry says, they let us have the ball quite a bit and they were just able to drown us out. And especially when we got into the final third, we weren't able to cause them too many problems. And we did try and get the ball out wide a couple of times, but the delivery just wasn't there. It was poor enough. Yeah. But then when Walter came on the second half and Callie, that really changed things. Really, really changed things. Walter was able to get at them. He's technically excellent, you see. So we were playing even diagonals. Buckley started to look for him automatically. The second he came on, Buckley was looking to hit him with a couple of diagonal balls. And Walter's just excellent on that first touch and take it into him and try and find someone else and find a bit of space. So that caused my issues, but obviously then when Bulger went, the issue stopped.
0: Yeah. Well, listen, we'll we'll um just before we get on to um you know Bulger and the two yellow cards. Um, I, I think so. Like you know, we've, we've kind of had an assessment of the opposition, Jerry. But um, I mean, we, although we were conservative, we were well able for them. We 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 dominated periods of certainly the first half and the second half periods of possession. Um, but really, without doing a huge amount, I mean, we had we. I think it was in the second half. I can't remember exactly where it was. I think it was. Um, was it a combination between? Yeah, it was. It was Gibson who picked the ball up on the right, maybe, and he kind of drifted into the middle, and he might have played. Uh, he might have fed Walter, who was out in the left, and that ended up with the cross coming in uh, to Gibson, and um, the shot is the shot hits Romeo. So, I, like for me, I think that was one of the standout moves of the game. Um, but I think we were when we did um, start playing a bit of football, we were we 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 were a more interesting or a more exciting team to watch than than the home team. So. Um, um, <laughs> another another wild wild uh, <laughs> round the houses statement there, but like did you think did, did you think that we we could have we like we could have been we could have done so much more I suppose couldn't we?
2: Yeah, um, I suppose like just in terms of periods of the game, um, I think for the first half now it was a case of feeling each other out. Uh, I think towards the second half, in, end of the first half, we kind of came into it more, um, then the second half you could see we we did pick up the pace a little bit and there was a little bit more urgency um to get at them yeah um so just on coli and walter they came on on 63 minutes and from 60 just to break down the second half i suppose 63 minutes coli and walter came on um then for 15 minutes up until the 7 15 minutes up to the 78 minute when the sending off came we absolutely bossed it we yeah. absolutely bossed it Callie moved into the number ten. Gibson moved out into the right, and like I think McGee was saying there, we just could, and probably Sean as well, we, there was nothing happening for us in the middle. But once Callie really pressed high, and Gibson when Gibson went out to the right, he got a lot of joy and a lot of uh, a lot of space, and that created the chance you just described there. And up until the sending off, there was only going to be one team that was going to win it. Yeah. We were pushing and pushing and pushing. Unfortunately, and look, we'll talk about the sending off in a few minutes. Uh, That really did change the game. And then as many of the the newspapers and media outlets reported, it was just seven minutes of madness. Then, because between the sending off and the goal came on 85, that was the seven minutes. And after that, then it was game over, Uh, which was really, really unfortunate because we were, as I said to you, on 63 minutes when when Buckley made the substitutions, we absolutely bossed it and, and changed it around. And if I was to start... When looking at that, there, I was saying, geez, this is the team that had to start on Thursday night, but now we can't because Bulls
1: are
2: there, so yeah, that's a bit frustrating. We'll,
0: we, we, we'll get, to, we'll get yeah, to the team for jumping ahead for, for this week uh, in a minute. Um, who, who wants to take the first yellow? Uh, and before we start recording, Jerry, you sent us, um, uh, well, I suppose just to set this in constant context, we're aware, I mean. Donner, you happen to meet Greg uh, on the street during the week? He's he's he knows he's not happy with um with the two yellow cards. Uh, like I, and the reason why I'm saying it, I was so I was so angry with Greg Bulger after the game. I was fucking ripping, and it's like I couldn't I couldn't believe. You know, we need every in order to get. It's also, it's so important for us to get through every round of Europe that we can get through, and we need to have everything going our way in order to do that. And now our our main our one of our main players who won't have for the return like. But um, I can't, I've can't since calmed down a little bit. Um, but the first, the first yellow card when, it, when he did it, when he when he um, when he pulled back the player, I was like, that's fair enough. That's probably that's probably a good uh, that's probably a, a good yellow card to take. Um, you have sent in you sent us a screenshot of of the actual incident. Now, in hindsight, and hindsight is twenty twenty. Um, there's probably enough players back. But I mean, I think in the time we'd all agree, uh, in the heat of the moment. We were, I mean, would anybody say that? was anybody thinking he shouldn't have done that at the time?
4: No, because I think the flow of the game had taken it that way, hadn't it? You know, yeah. we had missed out at the halfway line, kind of, and it looked like we were under a lot of pressure. And yeah. they had the lad out to the wide right, and our back four had turned to a kind of a, a narrow back three, as such, just for that movement alone, and I think that's why Greg pulled him back. There and then, I thought he probably saw that it was more of an opportunity than there actually was. But his use is useless hindsight twenty twenty because yeah. even Gavin Dykes is praising him on the commentary for Ocean FM. Yeah, yeah that was a brilliant foul to make. Like, so I you, think everyone you, was in agreement at the time.
0: We were you doubling up, Sean. We were you doing the uh, doing the commentary on Ocean and the and the video stream. Yeah,
4: I was actually. I have to say, Austin and Dykes, you were absolutely brilliant. And did you get it synced we up? No, nah, there were five seconds behind, but sure it didn't make a difference. It was, still, <laughs> it was still good to listen to them, though. Uh, they, were, they were excellent.
0: Yeah, no, I listened to them at halftime, they were great. I couldn't I couldn't listen to the commentary out of sync with the picture, and my head just wouldn't be able to deal with that. Um okay, so let's jump on to the second yellow. So um uh jumping the right word. <laughs> <laughs> uh again, you know, the incident happened and I'm fucking throwing me can of beer across the room and going, what the f- what are you doing? What are you doing? Mm. Um and, you know, for the couple of hours after the game, or maybe for 24 hours after the game, uh, I was pretty annoyed to Bulger again. But I think on reflection, you know, I would say 60 to 65% of those are just waved on. You know, just just play on, Miguel. What do you think?
3: Uh, but yeah, it's, it possibly. But, it's, it's, you know, you're giving the referee a decision to make by doing it. But well,
0: he doesn't mm-hmm. have to make a decision. <laughs>
3: you're giving him. You're giving him a chance to make a decision. Yeah. You know, it's 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 like the Romeo one up in Finn Park. You know what I mean? If you don't, if he doesn't go over his head, then the referee has no decision to make. If if Bulger doesn't dive, the referee has no decision to make. Like yeah, he can't. You you he's leaving it to chance. You know what I mean? He got a chance here. He might. He might boot me. He might. Book, especially when you're on the yellow. Like yeah. that's the that's the thing about it, when you're already booked. You just you don't do it. Like it's what someone of Greg's experience, like home and abroad and everything he's done and everything he's won like it's it's that split it's yeah. sec, that
2: split second decision it's instinct I don't yeah, think you
3: have so see. I think as well though Jerry a lot of it might be to do with that he he probably would have got away with it at home yeah you know I mean he probably he probably got away with that here a referee would love him and said Craig's not a diver do you know what I mean and as, yeah. you say, as you say his natural instinct was to do it because knowing that he might get away with it you
2: forget where you are you're on the football field it's just like he was awful unlucky as well though Raghu. he was awful 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 unlucky 99, 99 times out of 100 the 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 defender doesn't stop as abruptly as he did like if you look at the defender I don't know he just he was able to suss out what he was going to do and I just normally momentum would bring I think what Greg thought momentum was going to bring the defender into him. and normally that's what happens 99 times out of 100 and, well, and, the and it didn't in Ireland, it would you see in on on
3: out foreign they're used to last diving, so they yeah. the defenders defenders have to but to do they have to anticipate this in their game. Oh they, bloody
0: foreigners! They,
3: the, they get to see the signs and stuff, but like for from Greg's point of view, as Jerry said, nine times out of ten that defenders coming straight through him, like in yeah, the league of Ireland, yeah. So it's just but like when like, you're not booking that, yeah. That's, but uh,
2: I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be mad at him for that. To be honest, I would. I think it's a split second decision. It's you're not really thinking about it that you're expecting him to come through. Yeah. Yeah, you're thinking here, here's, here's the a penalty. And I, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't blame him for uh, for taking that chance in a way um, at all. So look, if we got the penalty, we'd be fucking delighted. It was
4: Yeah. I thought you know, the record blown for a penalty.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we
4: what are now i are saying that it wasn't a penalty,
2: but no, yeah they
0: 're the fine lines, aren 't they? yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but listen, we, we, we created we crea- <laughs> here we go. I finally remembered what I was trying to ask you when <laughs> you we created enough bloody chances. We had two very good chances to win the game uh, we ha- with the, the Gibson effort that I, that I discussed that came off Romeo, but in the first half, um, Romeo think the ball in over the top for Gibson he couldn 't get it out from under his feet. I mean, I suppose just on Romeo, I, I it was interesting because some people uh, were not particularly happy with his performance. Uh, others were. I thought he played particularly well. I thought, you know, never mind the what have could have, shouldas or you know, if 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 it was if there was a penalty awarded, Bulger would be a hero. But you know, if Gibson converts that first effort where Romeo thinks the ball in, I think you know Romeo has goes down as having a great game and really influential. And but. Some people didn't think he did enough, I suppose, throughout the game. But I, I do. I think that some people, when when I spoke to somebody today or yesterday about it, and they they say that oh, we I expect more from Romeo, and they reference back. You know, I keep saying this. The first time he was with us, we were playing very different football, like you know. So I think you're going to find with Romeo, he's going to drift in and out of games, and he will have his creative moments, but um, but. You know, like I said, if if Gibson converts that chance, if he gets the ball out from under his feet, I think people have a different opinion of him. I don't know what, what do you think, lads.
2: And Gibson should have hit it first time. He shouldn't have taken a touch.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It was a ball backspinning. It was just, it couldn't seem to... You yeah, I think, the it, I think when balling. he takes
2: a touch, that's when he gets caught underneath his feet. I think if we were to ask... Jordan again. What would you do in that situation? I think he hit first time.
4: I think yeah. it lands on his left, doesn't he? So he takes the touch of his left to get it onto his right foot, on his preferred right, where he probably could have just smashed it with his left.
2: Just swing at it.
4: Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: You know he's only what six yards out. I know it's a bit of an angle, but you have a chance of keeping the keeper on on his near post or just or it goes across him.
0: Yeah.
2: I think he just smashes, uh, and I think if you ask if you were to ask him, what he's doing, now, I think he'd fucking hit the first time.
0: Yeah.
4: Um, and that's then he takes. It's the complete opposite for the other chance. Yeah, where he, t- where he takes it first time. Yeah, yeah. Romeo. Where if he takes a touch, he won't hit Romeo. So yeah, yeah.
0: Well, that's true. Yeah, and the, that was his throws...
4: bad luck, though. Really,
2: you know.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's absolutely bad luck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but he, he did throw the Romeo daggers after he. He did, yeah, because <laughs> he after... was
2: going in. Yeah. I think I like, sent you. I sent you a couple of pictures of that as well, and um, like the keepers, he's on the right hand side of the goal. There was no way he was getting over to it. Like you know, it was it was in. He was only eight yards out. It was in, and uh just. But again, Connor goes back to should have would have cut it, doesn't it? Uh You know, and there's yeah. you don't get anything for that.
0: So. Yeah, but, but my, my my point is, I suppose from a positive perspective, going into the game, you know, that was their that was their opportunity at home, and they they didn't really apart from the goal, and we'll get onto that obviously. But they didn't they didn't open us up. They didn't tear us apart. Um. The goal, it was down to the fact that we lost a player and we probably switched off at the back, like, you know, as opposed yeah. to... But
2: you could say that about Poltava as well. You know, you Wade's know, Poltava in the first leg, Kirby should have scored, didn't score. Stop,
0: stop. Uh, you know, uh-huh. right? We yeah. says
2: you know what, they're not that good. Now, I know uh, Poltava. you know, a couple of levels above um, H- FH. F-H um, so, I don't expect... The, them to come out and absolutely destroy us like Pultavid did when we thought, like, no, they're, well they're not that good but it's saying that you just don't know how or what's going to turn up either on Thursday, we've been caught out like that before and I'm just a little bit disappointed to lose the game because it just feels like a bit of a deja vu where we let things slip through our fingers when it comes to to Europe Yeah, and I just hope we're not kicking ourselves at 8 o'clock on, on Thursday night I just have a bit of a feeling that we might be. Oh, for fuck's sake, Jerry. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Just because we've been down that road a few, few times. Yeah.
3: Uh we never, as we said before, we never seem to get the breaks in Europe. Never. Yeah. And again, the other night, Jordan not controlling the ball the first, like Jordan's touches immaculate all season. He yeah. Doesn't control the ball. The first, first time all season he probably didn't control it properly. The second one hits Romeo. Craig getting sent off. You know, it's just all them. Yeah, one
0: but, 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 I suppose, but I suppose now that we, we have a good understanding yeah. of the, the quality of the opposition, you'd imagine that Horgan and Banks would probably be pushed on a little bit further. Um,
2: Second half, they did push on a bit more now, in fairness. So I'd like to... That's why I said I'd love to see... Now, it's irrelevant now, but I would have loved to see the team that would have finished the game start the next game yeah. because we were very much pushing up on the front foot and I thought Callie was brilliant in the press. Uh, I thought Jordan got a lot of joy on the right. I know he didn't, he didn't look like he kind of wanted to be on the right, but he was getting a lot more joy because, as the boys were saying, we were trying to force everything through the middle. And it wasn't until we made that change that we opened up the pitch and we got a bit of wit. Yeah. We, we started getting joy in the door. Started moving yeah. it quicker as well, though. In yeah. The, I thought in the first half, was pedestrian. Know, we,
3: uh, we were feeling each other out. And as Sean was saying, we weren't trying to go through the middle. Well, people were taking too many touches on the ball as well, though. Yeah, yeah. Everyone in front was taking too many. It was two, three, four touches. Yeah. The, the the two games before that, one and two touch football, and we were we were mesmerized. Like, the, the, yeah. And that's, a, that's what created that's the chance. That's what created the chance. Yeah, the second yeah. chance. The second yeah. Half we, as Sean says once the, uh, the boys come on and, and Buckley started playing a few longer balls. Like it doesn't even know it doesn't always have to be short little passes. Buckley sees it, he goes for it, like and and that opens up everything. Then it's yeah just. It was just doing things quicker. Yeah. All. Like where in the first half, Buckley was going through into the center of the pitch tonight, and Greg, and then it was going up to. Whereas in the second half, then it was things were done quicker. People were more alive to stuff.
0: Yeah. Um, I did have one little concern in the first half. I thought that um our left back was a little bit exposed. I don't think um maybe Ryan De Vries was told to stay up, but I thought that there was just they were putting a lot of pressure on us in that area of the field uh, in the first maybe twenty minutes or half an hour, and um, that was one concern that I had. But it looked like. Um, he was, he was probably their best player as well, on the right. Yeah, yeah. Um, him or Steve Stevie Lennon, I think, were their standout players. Steve Lennon. the
4: Steven Lennon's movement was brilliant up top.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you watch,
2: if, if if you watch in the first half, uh, Lennon actually makes the exact same run as he did for the goal, in where he got in between two the two centre backs. He, he just kind of go on. Sorry, Sean.
4: No, sorry, is that, is that, no, I was just saying, is that the one where he hits the post?
2: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty much carbon copy of, of the goal. He gets in between the two, lovely little yeah. uh, inward swing and ball uh, in the first half from, from the left-hand side and the, the second half from the right-hand side and there were swingers, and all he needed to do was get across the two, the first half got across the two defenders and in the second half he got in between the two of them and he hit the post with the first one and he scored with the second one and he's done. Bang! All apart from that, movement was good, but yeah. it just shows you the 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 mark of a class striker.
0: Yeah, um, I think uh, the uh, FH player on the right hand side was uh, Ingi Gunnarsson. I think um, an yeah, international think anyway, isn't he? He is. Yeah, yeah. He he is, yeah. but like that, you know. I mean, you know, weeks ago we looked at the number of you know fifty something or sixty something caps between the between the squads. I don't know if I don't know if they're you know, when they talk about um you know they talk about the Dundalk team with all their internationals from you know Latvia and the Faroe Islands and, and this kind of level like you know, but like for all those international caps that um the Icelandics have you know, what about it? There's not there's no there's no I mean you know come eight o'clock cherry as you say on Thursday maybe, uh, maybe that uh, Nouse will have come into play you know but um you know I think there's no immediate or obvious difference in the two squads and like that when we played a little bit of one touch football which was by far the best move of the game uh, between gibson and uh Figuera, we were we were a different class like you know uh, so finally we have we'll have a quick chat about the goal obviously um uh, bulger's gone uh Cauley ends up in left back position well he does for the goal anyway um and i suppose he doesn't really want to be there um, that said um it was a bit of a dink of a ball over and uh, Lennon finds himself in space, you know, five and a half foot of him in space between the two centre-halves and and he puts it away. Um, I suppose, you know, disappointing insofar as we had, we were fairly tied at the back for, for the duration of the game and then to give away Sean such a kind of a simple goal in the end.
4: I that was really disappointed because I felt the goal was really preventable.
0: Yeah. But I mean, listen, I mean, I'll, I'll point the finger against... It's Come it, it, it comes down to if we've, if we've Greg Bulger on the pitch that we just don't find ourselves in that situation I think you know you don't know you know have David Cawley covering back there not that, they, not that he can't but you know
4: yeah uh, I thought we had enough cover back there to be honest yeah but well, we did there was, I kind of think that's a wee bit unfair to say if Greg was there that doesn't happen it yeah. doesn't happen but I think there's players that are on the pitch should deal with that situation I think it's actually an easy enough and we're kind of naive in that where Cawley presses the right midfielder, where he doesn't need to, he dives in where if he stands his ground the right midfielder's not going to get that crossing straight away, so he dives in, he, yeah, so the right is. midfielder just, just, he just sells him he's yeah. gone and it gives him that opportunity to get the weak crossing again, and then I think Buckley and Blaney are going to be kicking themselves for letting Lennon make that run in between them and yeah. beat them in the air, because it's yeah. five foot nothing, do you know what I mean, he yeah. shouldn't be beating the two boys in the air just good movement it's yeah, it's a it's a clever run, and he gets the flick on, and that's all it needs. is just a little touch because it is a yeah. good delivery.
0: And um, and Luke McNicholas has no chance really. Um, no. It's the header's that good and that deft. Um, just
4: just to say it as well, just on McNicholas, he was brilliant again throughout the game. So yeah. yeah, absolutely brilliant. I, no nerves whatsoever coming. No in.
0: nerves. His distribution is excellent as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, his,
2: his his distribution is probably. Oh, I don't know he's got so many strong points, but he's really good on the. With the ball at his feet.
0: Yeah. Um, so that's where we are. Uh we're one 0 down. It's not the end of the world. Um it, like Johnny Kenny wasn't available for that game. Do you think that he would have made much of a difference if he was playing in Iceland or if he came on as a sub? Uh
3: coming on as a sub, it, impact he definitely would. If he didn't start the game, he would have made this huge difference coming
0: on.
1: Yeah, I
3: think his work. Uh, either would or, it's either, it, yeah, his work like obviously I think he just would have pulled route, them yeah, around a bit, either, wouldn't he? Yeah, he would have ran the legs of him. He would have ran the legs of him, especially if he was coming on the last half an hour. Jerry said, for that, that's this from 60 minutes on, like and when we were starting to run them ragged, they wouldn't have fancied seeing him tearing around the place. But even if it was the other way around and he started and Romeo was coming on, it'd still be something that we didn't have any impact
4: yeah. up top. We know often the bench.
3: To... we no option to change yeah. the very the very top of the pitch. Yeah. But
4: go he could have Kenny could have given. Their back four, the problems Lennon was giving our back four towards the end of the game with his movement. movement. Yeah. He's, going to, he's going to turn the centre halves inside yeah. out. He's going to pull them into positions they don't want to be. It's going to create right. space for The two centre halves are what, 35 and 37? Yeah. And they look, every bit of it, Jerry. there's, yeah. there's no pace in them. Yeah. If you Johnny Kenny running at you? Oof, yeah. I don't, know I don't you notice, care how many Icelandic
2: caps you have. Even if you
4: noticed, the way, they didn't even leave any space in the first half and majority of the second half in behind them for Romeo to even run into. Yeah, you know, They were yeah. petrified of Romeo's pace.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, is there anything else we want to talk about on the game in Iceland before we move on? No, we're good to, good to move on. We have a quick chat about, um, just very briefly, because just a couple of hours before we started recording, uh, the, the, the draw for the first round proper of the FBI Cup was made. And um, uh, the first round will be played between the 23rd and the 25th of July, I think, uh, or that weekend. And we have been drawn at home, uh, which is good, against Cork City, um, which is probably a reasonable draw as well. Magoo, you happy with that?
3: Yeah, you're at home and it's a first division club. Big gate, you, four or five hundred. asking for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I did probably bring a huge crowd with them. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, there's not much more you can ask for really. Just isn't there, to be drawn at home, and then if you're drawn as the first division club, that's a bonus on top of that, really, isn't it? Yeah, We're
4: struggling first division club as well. Yeah,
3: yeah. So,
0: um, and we get yeah. a
2: chance to kick the legs of Steven Beattie as well. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah,
3: That's always that's always another bonus, isn't it?
2: Regardless, yeah. That, Jerry. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's First thought, I might yeah. run onto the pitch and kick him myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's uh,
0: it's funny, like you know. It won't be long. It won't be the game will be coming around in no time at all. But again, like you know, there's not a lot of room there to. It's not really an opportunity to give lads game time who are not seeing game time. You need to. You want to maintain the momentum, don't you? Or can we afford? Do you think we can afford to? Uh, like, let's say for example, um Shami uh, Qo starts performing well. Not that he's not performing well, but you know, is it an opportunity to get someone like that in? Or do you, you know, Adam Adam uh, McDonald, or do you keep it the tried and tested?
4: I think so on, see, just where anyone has come in that hasn't had minutes so far this season has come in and done well, in fairness. Maybe a wee bit shaky at the start, but, you know, those minutes have proved vital. We, it hasn't cost us in any way, shape or form, this season. I don't
2: Yeah. Think. I think, Conor, that t- uh, Thursday night will have a big bearing on that, whether we go through or not. Um, because we'll have a lot of games coming, taken fast. So, uh, right, if we go... If if we go through, I think there's an opportunity for lads to come in against Cork City. Yeah. If we don't, we we have to, we can't take yeah. any chances. We need yeah. to go with the tried and trusted.
0: That's a fair point. The yeah, depending on what happens on Thursday night, will dictate the importance of that that cup game. I suppose that's a fair point. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, anything else, Sean? You mentioned that uh, there's two Premier League teams in uh, Derry and uh, Drada. Who? Yeah,
4: that, that's that's the big thing I took from the draw. Actually, is what I would consider. Um, two outside bets for the for the cup because I think the, the cup isn't going to be from the top, isn't guaranteed to be from the top four this year, which it has yeah. been the last few years I think there's teams outside it that are going to cause problems and they be two of the big ones, so either of them knocking each other out early doors is great for us I think.
2: Yeah, that's exactly what I, I I took from it as well, is the first thing I noticed is those two teams are up against each other because they're going to be there like even, you know you could see probably draw the coming fifth Derry, Sixth, that kind of uh, area. So the quicker we get one or two of them out, and I was actually happy enough to see the top four getting decent draws because, again, that aids our, uh, our, our campaign yeah. for Europe, you know. Yeah. So, so uh,
0: Shams, have, Shams are home to Galway. Um, uh, the top four looking for Pats. are home We're at home to Cork, obviously. Um, just to mention as well, uh, Namana who um, beat uh, fi- uh, Home Farm uh, last weekend, last Sunday, uh, to qualify for this. And they're managed by former Sligo Rovers legend, cult hero, I'd say, uh, Keith foyser Foy. And Keith was was hoping for around... Um, we just missed for, them. Yeah, Did we in the draw? Yeah, yeah, they they out,
2: out. yeah, they came out away and then the next team to come out was us, but we were for the
0: next fixture, oh, shite So they're they're away to uh, St Kevin's Boys. Yeah. Um. But I've um I Foyser lined up for possibly next week's podcast. So I was I mean if we just got oh. them in the cup would have been amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, we wish uh, Ken the Manor all the very best of luck uh, in in their campaign in the cup. And you never know. I mean they could probably easily, not easily, yeah. but they have a fair chance there. I suppose against St Kevin's. Um, what else was I going to say? Um, so yeah, Gary McLean was at that game actually from the Dublin supporters. He traveled down to watch Kill the Manor. Well, maybe he didn't travel too far. He's probably from that neck of the woods or living in that neck of the woods. Okay, we'll move on to uh, our interview with um, with Adam McDonald. So I suppose um, during the week out of the blue, as we kind of mentioned, um, Adam McDonald was announced as a new signing with the club. And um, I mean, I'd, I'll hold my hands up, but I'd say I didn't know a huge amount about this guy. Uh, and I don't know if any of you did, or if have had any of you heard of him before. No, shaking heads. No, neither did I. Um, so uh, myself and Dunner uh, had a 20-minute chat with him yesterday, and we were pretty impressed with him, really overall, weren't we? From the conversation we had,
4: he's got a great attitude anyway, and he's he's determined to succeed here. I like I like what he was saying about the club and his ambitions for us. So.
0: Yeah. And like, as you'll hear, we asked him, you know, is the the goal to get back to the UK? And that's not really his goal, which is, I think, positive for, that's not his immediate goal, I suppose. Yeah. And he's, he's, um, he's looking to really make, um, like, like he, he, obviously he, as you'll hear, he signed uh, by Ipswich, but he's went on, like he's had a significant enough uh, playing career. I say that he's only 24, 25 years of age, but he's played, um, you know, he's been playing regularly uh, in the UK, fair enough, down the, the leagues, but um, he's buckets of experience. He's got a left foot, which will be good as well um, for the team. And um, yeah, so we spoke to him for about 20 minutes, and uh, as you'll hear, as Sean said, he's got a great attitude, and I think um, certainly from listening to him, he'll be a great addition uh, to the squad. So so here is Adam McDonald, the Slugger Rover's latest signing. Okay, I'm delighted to Tell you that we are joined by Sligo Rovers' most recent signing. Uh, a little bit out of the blue, um, but um, very much welcome. Uh, welcome along to uh, the podcast, Adam MacDonald. Uh, we're delighted to have you. Um, you're um, you're just fresh in from your first training session with uh, with Rovers. How did you get on?
5: It was very good. Um, came up yesterday, met the lads and met the gaffer and stuff. So it was good to get involved. And then obviously just finished the session today. So. So it's good getting into it and kind of trying to hit the ground running and getting to know the lads and stuff names and kind of get familiar with people. So now it's good. It's a yeah, good feeling.
0: um, you know some of the lads in there already. We were just speaking, uh, speaking about it before we hit record. And we we'll touch on that, but um, you um, you, I suppose this deal has come about. Uh, it's been in the pipework or the pipeline a little while, but um, it's only kind of come to fruition. I suppose in the well, obviously you've just been announced this week, but um. So, you left, um, you left Ireland, uh, you were playing League of Ireland football with Shells. Um, I mean, you're only 24, you're 24 now, is that right?
5: 24 now, yeah. So,
0: you left Shells, I mean, you've a good few years ago, you're in your teens, really, late teens when you left Shells to go to yeah, I was,
5: Twitch. I literally just turned 17 in the May and I signed for April 10 in the end of June, yeah. So, I left us just when I turned 17.
0: And you obviously made an impression on Liam Buckley because he um, has memories of you back then. Um, so you must have been... What sort of player were you when you, when you left uh, Shels in the League of Ireland?
5: Um, same as now, really. I, like, I was obviously young then. I just had nothing to lose. Just, he was always trying to get in the ball and just... Like, pretty much, it was like, as you said, it's a hobby at the end of the day. I was in school and like, I was just used to go out and enjoy myself and obviously we played um, Pat in the FAI Cup when I was with Shelburne. Um Greg Bulger played midfield. Um, so obviously from that game he probably remembered me and I I remember that game because we got battered, so about <laughs> both remember for different reasons.
0: <laughs> and um so from Shells, you 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 went over to the UK and um it was to Ipswich, is that where you, you went first under Mick McCarthy?
5: Yeah, yeah I went over Mick McCarty signed me. Yeah, I went over on trial a couple of times and then I tried with the first team a few times. Um and then he came over. And we Ipswich actually played Shelburne in the pre-season friendly. I played, and then pretty much the deal was a completely different deal. Then it was to go over and kind of try kick on as a first team player. So I was on trial at a lot of other clubs. Um, so it took a month or two, but yeah. So and for Mick McCarthy, in my seventeen, yeah.
0: So yeah. what's what's that like?
5: Ah, uh, it was unbelievable. Yeah, it was unbelievable. It was so weird for me. Like I just, you just remember him being on TV and Ireland manager. And then when he first spoke, he had an English accent. I was so confused. I always thought he was Irish. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and no, that was deadly, mate. It was obviously the first the first week I kept calling him Mick and he kept giving out me saying like, you have to call me Gaffer or else you're getting fined. I just didn't I wasn't <laughs> used to it at all. Yeah. But it was unreal, it was unbelievable. Yeah.
4: What was yeah. the setup like when you got over there?
5: Oh the Ipswich frightened and un- it was a lot better than I expected. Um obviously. I didn't really understand how good the championship was when I was obviously 16, 17. Yeah, but the setup was like unbelievable. was absolutely unbelievable. And the standard, obviously, then, when I first trained with the lads and stuff, I was like, yeah, this is a lot, a lot better. Because you know how good the Prem and Like, that's not, you're not stupid. But the championship, I didn't understand how good the level was. So that was a kind of little test for me when I went over, just to get used to the full-time setup as well. I was only training. Tuesday, was they tours when I was in school. Um and then over there, it's double sessions, triple sessions. Someday, it's nearly every day. So it was obviously a little shock to my body, but it was great after a couple of weeks. And would Ronald Murray have been over there when you were there? Adam. No, he wasn't. He was there a couple of years before me. I remember mm. the lads mentioned mentioned him. Timmy me. did I know him, but never actually met him. But um, he was over there a couple of years before me.
0: So you were you were in the setup uh, at Twitch for uh, three or four three years, is it? Three yeah. Or four I think years? It was- Three and a half years, yeah, just touching four years, yeah. And did you, did you make uh, the first team at any stage? Yeah, I played. I think I played like 10
5: games. I think I played three times in the championship and then I think seven times in the cup. So, um, not that I didn't, not that I'd done more than I expected. The championship, obviously, when I went over at 70, and I knew the level it was, but um, to get even three games under my belt was like unbelievable for me at that age. I was only 18, 19. Um, I couldn't actually play for the first year when I signed that seven in, which was tough. Like and that was that's my second home homesick and stuff because international clearance. So I couldn't even play for the under 23s at the under 18s for a whole year until I turned 18, which was pretty tough. Um but then obviously Mick McCarthy liked what he had seen in that year. And then that's when I was pretty much straight into the first team then. And obviously with them every day. So yeah, that no, was good. I played, I think, I think it was ten games overall.
0: Yeah. And um like I suppose the the you know it's what's the best way to describe this I suppose the the fact that you that you were in the squad I suppose really is going to that you had that involvement with um you know such a level of involvement with the championship side um, must be an incredible uh, experience and must really stand to you but um, it's a, it's a, I suppose it's a cutthroat kind of business and um, you need to be playing football I suppose is that, is that what led you to to move on from Ipswich.
5: Yeah, definitely. Um, it was pretty much the first year I went on loan to Aldershot. I think I was, I think I
0: just turned twenty.
5: Yeah, I think I just turned twenty, and I actually had come on a few times. Like I was not making the bench nearly every week in the championship. I think I came on two weeks before, um, and then we played Crystal Palace in the FA Cup. I started doing very well, and there was a few League Two teams interested, and then Aldershot. But Mick McCarthy was actually best mates or Gary Waddock, who was the manager. Oh yeah, they played for Ireland together, so. I wasn't expecting to go on loan because that year I was actually making the bench and that was probably one of the best I was playing. And he rang me and said, Adam, you're going to be confused here, but I think it's better if you go on because I want you to play minutes. Um, Went for six months and then pretty much all the shot wanted me, wanted to pay money and stuff. We were second in the, we were top of the, we were actually top of the league then. So for me, and Mick McCarthy said like, we were going to give you a new deal, but for your own sake, I think it's better if you go. And it was, it was a good decision for me because I played like every minute then for the next two or three years, as you said, and I was playing proper men's football. Yeah. rather then 23 as I'm making the bench sound good now, but it wasn't good for more development.
0: Yeah. And um, I suppose, I think everybody is pretty, I think everybody knows at this stage that, you know, the, you, you, might, you might drop down the leagues in the UK, but the standard is still pretty high and you've got lads there who are on, you know, I think we, like we see lads who are leaving League of Ireland football to go to, you know, League Two or, or, um, you know, National uh, League sides in their own, they're getting big wages, like, you know, that are not yeah, to be sniffed yeah. at, you know. So, um, and I think you've racked up, I think you've racked up around six, 50 or 60 appearances with Aldershot?
5: Yeah, I think, yeah, I think in the two, that, that year, I think I played every game, but there's 40, 45 games. So I think I got near, near 80 or 90, yeah. I think I only missed two games in two years. That was when I was playing more consistently. That was like my best two years, I'd say. Are you yeah. still
4: coming in now? The Ireland set up at that stage,
5: yeah. That no, just at that stage was just when it was kind of I was going twenty one and it was going I was gone past party age of the twenty ones, and we didn't make the group stages and stuff, so we couldn't obviously like you can usually play when you're a little bit older, but that was kind of the like last few months of the twenty one season for the Irish team. Yeah,
4: you were heavily involved with the Irish team. You were saying just off here. In from the under 15s was it or even younger? Yeah,
5: from under fifteen, that's how I know Danny came pretty much from when it started. Yeah, I think it was six, seven months after it started, when you go from DDSL and then pretty much up to the yeah to the 21s, yeah. So I was most of the squads, that's how I know Danny and kind of played with Danny.
0: And um so when you were with um, when you were you know racking up the appearances with um older shots, uh, you're obviously kind of figured well, you were you were um you know, forging your your position in the middle of the park, I suppose, is that that's right. I mean, we, we've seen yeah, yeah. we've seen from um like I suppose just so we can get an idea of what what sort of player we can expect to see in the showgrounds. Um, you you know, from the press release that that the club have put out, you could play a defensive midfielder, you could play number ten. Um What sort of what, what's your what's your preference, or you know, where do you think um, you, you can see yourself fitting in in the showgrounds? Um well,
5: I'd say myself, I'd rather. Um, kind of the defensive side of it obviously defending mainly of course but then especially in the team the way Sligo go play and when I was at all the Shot, it kind of reminds me already of the training sessions here how possession based it is and how they play football so I think in that position it's very good when you're getting on the ball a lot and when you're not in a team that's so direct where you're, you're kind of getting over a pass and it's, you're getting missed out so um, yeah I think I, with defensive definitely and then I can play in the 8 and the 10 at all the shot my best year was individually was probably playing in the 8 or the 10 like for goals and assists wise but the best year football wise was the year before when we made the playoffs and that's when I played like sitting so I can do both but I think I enjoyed the defensive like on the sitting more getting on the ball and dictating the game from deep really yeah
0: Uh, Left peg and you like a you like a dead ball?
5: Yeah I do yeah I think I know anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Will you be the judge of that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I not don't, don't uh, yeah. Well that's I suppose that's another uh that's that'll be another good option for us as well to have um so but and actually yeah. some from some of the clips that I've seen you are happy to come off the right as well though, aren't you?
5: Yeah, yes but so for that year when I like got my most goals and assists I played in the eight or the ten and then for the last I think last three or four months Gabby Wilder put me right wing. But like it wasn't actually right wing, he was like he was an unbelievable gaffer. He literally said play where you want. So that was literally a free roam. Like so like if you look at a lot of the goals, it's just getting it in the ten, really. But it's kind of right winger, so it's literally getting it everywhere. But that's where I got most of my goals and assists. Yeah. So I can play out there and I played in the left wing before and I played left back plenty of times at all the shot as well. So yeah, but yeah. I'd, I'd like to say sitting, that's, that's me That's what I enjoy anyway.
0: Yeah. And like we'll get on to um, we'll get on to how the move to the showgrounds came about. But I suppose if you're looking, if from your position, you've got to be looking in uh, at the the squad in the showgrounds. We have we have a fair few central midfielders. We've got Greg Bulger obviously, and uh, Liam Morahan and um, we've got Gibson, who's more attacking. But you know, there's I suppose there's not an obvious um hole in midfield for you to plug straight into. So you must fancy your chances of being able to um to to bat your way into the into the starting eleven.
5: Yeah, well definitely I know obviously how good they're down. I can't expect to come into a club where we're like join top and go in straight away and not have to work for my place, So I know there's got to be competition. It's that's good for all of us. It's good for me. It's good for the lads who are obviously still playing anyway. Um but yeah, it's never like me thinking I'm coming in. I'm just gonna take this position. That's not the way I think. But you have to go in and prove yourself. And if you get the position, then you get the jersey. Then you have to keep it. You know what I mean? But I know yeah. I played against Greg only once. Um, obviously I know a lot of players who we played with. Obviously, kind of watched the league of oil in the last few years. So I know what a lot of them are about. And I know Robbie and Dan. So I'm not coming in thinking I'm gonna take this position just off the bat because well that's not how it works. So competition will be there but that's what kind of pushes the team forward hopefully that's why teams like will kick on
4: No I was just going to say Adam just you're saying there briefly you've you've kept an eye on the League of Ireland you've you've been watching all along so have you?
5: Oh yeah you always, since, I, since I moved over because I pretty sure nearly every team I can think of most of my mates have played in it like players I know or players I've played against like Bowers like my best mate James Hall, plays players from the most teams I know even Rovers I know a lot of the lads so just for Cause I know them just seeing how they're getting on if they're starting, if they're not, and then obviously you just kind of get interested in it anyway. As I played in League of Oil Michelle's a couple of like for 10 15 games, so yeah, I've always kept an eye on it. I always look at the highlights and kind of look forward to the Friday nights to see what the scores and stuff were. So I've kind of always kept a little eye on it, yeah.
0: So, how does the move to um, how does the move to Sligo come about? Uh, we see in, in the press release, like Liam Buckley mentioned that he remembers you from when you were 17 playing with Shells. So how how do you, how does it, how do you end up in Sligo?
5: Um, Well, obviously, I was coming, I moved back then in April time and I knew I was coming back in June. Anyway, I had a couple of offers in England, but I just knew it was time. I had my mind settled coming home from just before Christmas. So I obviously got in touch with my agent and spoke to my agent and he obviously got in touch with close before. um, But we knew it would be a waiting game as I couldn't sign until the end of June because my contract with the club they wouldn't like kind of stop it earlier it, so I couldn't sign that club earlier um so realistically it came about my age I must have put my name around and then Liam Buckley obviously recognized me from when I was younger and he a couple of times I suppose you know I was coming back he was interested but I'd stayed in England so I spoke to a couple of clubs and then I just think realistically this was the best option 100% like you know where the club are in the league and I have Liam Buckley players I know a few other lads I spoke to them and when you're not hearing a bad word about the club and where they are. It's just a no-brainer for me to get back and join football and get back playing, really. It wasn't a big deal for you to leave Dublin. Um, not in, in ways it's gonna be different again, but I wouldn't say big deal. I'm, like it's different now. I can get in my car and drive home if I want, realistically, you know what I mean? When I was in <laughs> England, I was literally uh, stuck. So um, yeah, it's definitely different. I obviously got used to living at home my family and my dad and my little sister, but um I can get me car now and drive home. I don't have to wait and plan weeks and weeks to get home for a day or two. So that'll be even better for me. I think that's why I think I'll enjoy it even more playing but not having that like kind of homesickness story that you always had in England. So I can literally get in my car and drive home. So a little bit of a bit, not a big deal, but I'm happily you know, doing it. Hey, Adam, we've made,
0: we've made huge improvements on that road between Sligo and Dublin. You'll be up and down there. I know, not that
5: bad. You know. I, I, don't, <laughs> I wouldn't mind doing that now. Once I get home, so I'll be all right.
0: Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, the other thing we spoke about before we started recording was the length of contract. You're on a contract to the end of the current season. Um, do you have ambitions to uh, try and extend that or, or where, where do you stand on that?
5: Yeah, definitely. Um, like I, I knew what I was doing when I was signing here. I knew kind of what club I was getting involved with. The full-time part was massive for me because um, that's all have really been used the last like six, seven years. So um, I knew what I was signing into, and then. In the last two days, I've already seen it. I'm just back enjoying it. I can just say the last couple of months in England, I wasn't really looking forward to going into training and stuff, but I can see the environment already, how positive it is. It'd be a no-brainer if it was to get extended. I'm not obviously talking too early about it, but yeah, sure, not definitely, yeah. I know what, what the club is going to do and what the club can do, so like, why wouldn't I, I would want to be a part of it, you know what I mean?
4: You hear a lot from fellas that come back over and sign for us. You know, they're kind of shocked by the standard of facilities we've available. Was it something yeah, back, were you were taken back by? Were you expecting definitely.
5: the standard to be so high? No, definitely not. That's the thing, obviously. I came, I obviously only played a shell when I left years ago, but I even think the last six, seven years, the League of Ireland kicked on so, so much. Like so many different teams now. I don't know if it's the budget, if it's the, like, just players coming from England over like on loan there's players coming on over in England to get a better move in England so the league itself has definitely gotten better I spoke to Danny and Robbie obviously a couple of times and they said the same things that i have full time here and they mentioned the setup. they said you'll be shocked when you come from the like level you were at and stuff so yeah I've come the last two days and I've absolutely loved absolutely every minute of it so I'm just looking forward to kind of getting proper settled in and then that's when we kick on from there yeah
0: you know uh, Robbie McCourt from the Irish underage teams that you played in uh, you mentioned Danny Kane there how do you know him
5: yeah Danny Kane's the same I played against Danny since I'm about eight I think um home Farm and Chevy Orchard always and we were talking over as was younger always trying to battle out for the league so we used to always come up against each other um, and then we obviously started playing together with Ireland so some weeks you'd be like looking at him, obviously he's against you and stuff. And then a couple of weeks later, you'd be playing with each other for oil. And so, yeah, I know Danny and Robbie since some young, so that obviously made it easier kind of blending in with the lads and knowing someone.
0: I presume you watched the way the way leg uh, against, I'm going to, I'll be practising my pronunciation of, the, of uh, okay. our, our Icelandic opposition, the fiora. So you you were, um, I presume you watched the first leg, yeah?
5: Yeah, yeah, I did. I watched with me. Hopefully, yeah, with dad, just back at home.
0: What were your uh, what were your thoughts on
5: it? Yeah, that's what I was saying yesterday. Who would asked me yesterday? Someone asked me yesterday, but um one of them games was so unlucky, like it was like either team needed a bit of luck, but no team deserved to lose. Like in the final third a few chances, kind of like the one where I think it ricocheted off like the like slow player, then I? I think Gibson had a shot and Gibson hit, struck, it, struck it struck it hit Romeo, I
0: think. Hit yeah? Romeo, that's a little thing
5: like that and, the and, daggers. Actually, Yeah, that's the thing, yeah. <laughs> Um and then little things like that didn't go against you and then obviously the red cards and then the goal they scored. So I just think it was a game that no one deserved to lose. But obviously for Sligo's part it was the unlucky side of it. But the lads are all confident, the lads know what how they, how well they play and obviously had a lot of the ball possession was. That's why I think everyone's just buzzing for Thursday as it's gonna be a big game in the ground, yeah. You're straight in at the deep end hoping to get involved in that. But, yeah, that's why I kept fit, mate. I, Cause that's what football does, like, two or three days, and, like anything can happen. So that's the reason why I've kept fit since I'm home. So Thursday I'm registered so we see what happens, yeah. And I'm ready whatever happens. Was
4: it another big factor for you though, signing for Rovers,
5: was the European football? Um, yeah, to be fair, when I came back from uh, England, I didn't even really think of that. I wasn't thinking too high, I wasn't thinking too low, but I obviously knew the standard myself that I set. So when I found out, obviously the teams that were interested, I was happy with it. But Slido, where they are in the league, and as you said, the Europa League, that's only going to be a bonus for me and my family and stuff. They'd be absolutely delighted. Even if I'm just involved on Thursday, it's just being involved. And like two weeks ago, I wasn't doing anything, Joe, do you know I mean. So, yeah, it was definitely a big factor. It's a big factor where they are in the league, the gaffer and the lads and stuff who I knew and how they played. So it was really an no brainer, to be honest with you.
0: Adam, listen, we wish you the very best of luck. Um, here's to. Um, here's to this season and hopefully um it, this is this season becomes such a success that we tie it down for another year or two. Lame, mate. Um, is is the ultimate aim to get back to the UK? Um at the moment I I wouldn't say ultimate aim. Um
5: I yeah. know I'd definitely be able to do it. Like I obviously moved back to Dublin for a reason and then I pretty much left in two months. So I know I can just get up and go. So it won't bother me if I have to leave or whatever, but um wouldn't be the ultimate aim, the aim at the moment for me to get back and join football, get back playing. Okay. Um And I think I know I can do it, like, at a club like this, you know what I mean? When I have family and stuff down the road, so a little bit further than down the road, but it's down the road to when you lived in England. So, so yes, obviously what happens, maybe. but at the moment it's just about kind of getting back into it, but get back and join it, really. and getting settled in here.
0: Okay. I mean, I think one of the interesting things, like, you know, is, and we, you know, one of the, we we spoke, well, Sean, a number of weeks ago, spoke to Richie Ryan, former Rovers uh, midfielder, uh, really influential, Player with the club over the last, you know, ten years, or when he was with the club, but you know, he 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 left the League of Ireland, went back to Dundee, moved around to a couple of different clubs, but you know, ultimately ended up in uh, in North America, where he's had like just an incredible career. Not in the MLS, but um, you know, the 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 tier below that. Yeah, so I US suppose,
5: League, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So
0: I, I suppose what I'm getting at is, you know, you know, English football is not the be all and end all. You know, if we get through a couple of rounds of Europe, who's not who's to say that you can't get a nice little uh, you can't be on a nice little learner here in Sligo.
5: Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. well that's the thing, as you said, it's it's I, I kind of know it's not the be all end all this year when I knew my heart was set to come back anyway. I yeah. got I got a couple of offers in England that were good offers and was I didn't even think like I wasn't staying. So yeah. I know myself it's not to be all end all and all no lads who went abroad to different places or stayed in Ireland and had a great career. So whatever happens happens but as you said I'm not thinking too far ahead you anyway at the moment
0: yeah it's encouraging for us anyway hearing all that yeah I'd like to hear that <laughs> I'd like to hear that indeed yeah okay listen Adam um, very best of luck for um, the season ahead and um, we hope uh, it's a huge success for you in the showgrounds and um, sure listen we'll catch up with you again at some stage across uh, the season definitely quite a legend appreciate Cheer- that cheers Adam thanks Adam well that is uh, Slugger Rover's latest signing Adam McDonald, and um, as I'm sure you'll agree, he um, he comes across really well. Uh, he's got a good attitude and sounds like a nice guy. So uh, we look forward to seeing him um, across the coming weeks and months uh, in the Bitterade. So uh, just before we progress to uh, have a chat about the home leg on Thursday at six o'clock in the showgrounds against uh, HF, um, just to mention, uh, Jerry that the... Better Red supporters trust are delighted to have the opportunity to support or to sponsor I beg your pardon um the forthcoming game on Thursday night and um just to say that well we are sponsors and yeah we're, we're yeah. delighted to have the opportunity it's great to be able to uh, I suppose help out and be have a presence that kind of I don't know how to call it yeah. but just to be it's to it's about. an extra it's, it's an
2: extra little bit special too in that um it's not coming from the trust funds it's actually, uh, it's where everybody chipped in money uh, yeah. out of their own pocket to uh, to sponsor sponsor the game. So just makes it extra bit special. And uh, yeah, look, it's a really nice gesture by everybody. So yeah, yeah, big thanks and big shout out to everybody.
0: Yeah, so for Pete, everyone who did, um, a lot of people just put their hand in their pocket and uh, put in a couple of quid. Yeah, and a
2: lot, a lot most of these people aren't, aren't even going to the game. So that just shows you the level of uh, support and loyalty towards the club. So
0: yeah. Uh, as always, we will do our beer scorecasts uh, ahead of Thursday's game, and I'll have to hold my hands up and say I forgot to put the word out uh, with sufficient time ahead of the last game. It was my fault. Um, just tend the lads. There was a few beers in myself, and just slipped the mind. Uh, however, we do have a winner, um, so I put it up about uh, an hour before kickoff. Thanks to Jerry reminding me, and um, Niall Connellan is uh, the winner of. Last week's case of White Hag Beer, uh, he had an ambiguous one nil, uh, <laughs> one hyphen zero. He didn't say if it was a rover's <laughs> win or a, a, an Icelandic win, but I mean, from a, the order of the numbers alone, that would suggest a home win. Uh, nobody else had it, so fair play, Nile and Nile Connell. You are uh, our latest winner, and um, we'll do it again next week. We'll put out a, a tweet and messages on our social streams. And all you need to do is predict the score of the home tie and um, put your score down, tag at Bitter Red Trust and tag the White Hag and use the hashtag beer scorecast with your prediction. And if you're right, you'll be in with a chance of winning a case of wonderful White Hag beer. And thanks to our sponsors, White Hag. Okay. So uh, we're going to finish up with a, a wee chat uh, about Waterford on Sunday at four o'clock. Before that, on Thursday, we've got the return leg and um, so we spoke about the, um, the starting 11 I suppose, um, I mean have we got players, we've got, obviously we've got Adam McDonald, who we just spoke about but don't, Sean I don't think we, we expect him to be starting any, any or not this game anyway, so for we're going to be missing a midfielder in the shape of Greg Bulger so we're looking at Cauley and Moran I suppose holding too, there's going to be no major change of shape or anything here is there?
4: No, that, I wouldn't imagine so anyway to, to be honest as much as I'd like to see a couple of changes going into the game. I would, I'd imagine it's just going to be Callie coming in for Bulger. Um,
0: little, yeah,
4: I'd I'd like I'd love to see Walter start just going off his second half performance. Yeah, uh, but I I'd, I'd be surprised if he does. To be honest,
0: yeah, I'm agree with The trend is that Walter starts off the bench. Like that's been in the way for the last number of weeks now, has not
3: it? It has, yeah. Um, uh, but I would like Sean and and Jerry as well. Earlier said I I would. Um, yeah, I'd like to see like you know sometimes. Your know, to players go on there and make it hard for me to leave you out and uh, stake a place you're know, making a claim for the place in the team like and i think he'd done that and um i think he was really positive when he came on like call was as well but call nearly there issue with would to start now would great not be there and yeah. i think water probably deserves a start as well
0: yeah to be honest um Will Devree start? I mean he, he didn't see a lot of the ball in Iceland. Uh he had a great game against Bowles, obviously. Um he was reasonable against a good game against Longford. I uh, didn't see a lot of the ball against um in the 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 first leg. Uh Jerry, do you think do you think he is at risk of being bombed a, out? Yeah, um it's hard to know, Connor.
2: Um look, every week we have our own kind of we think we we've we figured it out and who's gonna be playing and yeah. Consistently, we've gotten it wrong. We've gotten it well wrong. Yeah. So, but I would probably agree with the boys in saying that, I think that Walter should get get, get a starting like, what's the point of coming off the bench and doing well if you're not going to get put in? Um, I think I think he. Look, I, I thought Burn actually played well. He kept the ball well, but I don't know if he gave us enough penetration down down the wing. Whereas I think Walter did give us that penetration, and I think that's. What we need uh, for the second leg, we need penetration, um, at the top end of the pitch. It's all well and good having it in the other two thirds, but we need to hurt them up higher up the pitch. And so for that reason, I would have Walter in. Um, I think obviously the other change is going to be Colly coming in for for um for uh, Bulger. Greg Bulger. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. I think De freeze might might start. I'd like to see something just. I don't know. I just like to see something different. I like to see Gibson go out and write. I think he really, really got at them. I think if you had Walter on one side and and Gibson on the other, I think we can hurt them down the wings. And that's what actually hurt us in the first half is that we didn't get down the wings in the first half. Probably took us about an hour, as we said, to do that, and that happened because of the changes. So, yeah, that's that's what that's where I'd like to go. Um, Now, who plays the number ten? I don't know. Do you do you make a case for? For Romeo and push uh, Kenny up top, but I can't see Kenny starting because
0: he hasn't trained all week. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, you, you might
3: also... see the you might see the fullbacks with more license to get forward though this week. Yeah, so that might that might you know go some way to sorting out the win issue maybe.
0: Um, so we were just you were chat we were chatting there um earlier on about um the position of the fullbacks and um well I think and, and go you had said that you don't think that they were given a lot of uh, permission or opportunity to get forward in the away game which would probably make sense and that would probably align with, uh, with, with Liam Buckley's thinking but um, um, I suppose we do want to, we do need to put more pressure uh, on up the pitch so we will need fullbacks to get involved that way um, but were you discussing a potential for swapping positions uh, for Banks to go on the opposite Banks to go on the right?
3: Yeah no I was just saying uh, just as the previous week in Longford that you might see them switching back with Banks back over the right back and Horgan left back just because yeah. Banks is kind of is more inclined to get forward it's it's more natural to him we think to, yeah. to get forward than to, it's the column not that column doesn't do it but I just think it's more It it's probably a bit easier to, to Banks I mean, yeah. I think that Banks has played more at left back so I would imagine that if if we were being restricted with the fullbacks going forward he probably felt with Banks be more comfortable left back to stick him left back for that game. Yeah. But you might see a, you might see a switch back. Yeah. That'd be my thinking on this, maybe.
0: Yeah. Like was it was it Greg Bulger was telling us that once you get into the final third, you know, you've got you've got free reign to take people on. And like, you know, against Longford, when Banks was in a right back position, he's he was more than happy to get forward. And he does make he, he asks questions into the opposition, like, you know, if you have got like Donner, what you were saying, if the two full backs are happy to kind of hold their ground and not get too involved in the game because if there's nothing happening in front of them, they've, they've they've nothing to get involved in really. But if you've got someone breaking the lines coming in from the back, it it just it just it forces them to make decisions that they wouldn't other have otherwise have to make, and that'll open up space for Gibson in a 10 or Parks in a 10 or whatever or whoever might be up there.
4: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's vital of you know, and it's been a huge part of our game so far this season is full back getting forward and creating overlaps and creating Onslaughts on, excuse me, on opposing fullbacks. But look, we'll see how it goes. Maybe it's a case of, where in Europe, we just need to be a wee bit more conservative in yeah. our back four and not take too many chances and get caught out.
0: Yeah. So if Cauley does start, if as the game plays out, Cauley's not going to stay on the pitch for, uh, for for ninety minutes. I I would doubt. Um, maybe he will, but I would suspect that um, he he probably wouldn't. So, like, how how do we see the game progress and what what? Um, you know what are the options in midfields, to to kind of maintain legs and things like that, Terry, Do you have any? I uh, I
2: I I don't I don't see why he wouldn't last ninety minutes. Okay. Um, I, I think he'd be eager to to last ninety minutes. Um, and I just I know he hasn't had a lot of game time lately, but I'd still expect like he has had, he has come on in most games, so you'd expect him to have, you know, and he looked very very sharp when he came on the last night, so. Yeah, I don't think fitness or anything like that's going to be an issue. Uh, and yeah, look, let's hope he does stay on for for the nineteen minutes, or it could be even one hundred twenty.
0: Yeah, he can take a penalty as well. Yeah. Won't go there yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no away goals, obviously, which is a great thing now yeah. uh, at this stage, um, considering we scored none. And um, yeah. yeah, so like uh, I, I I
2: know, sorry, I know like the natural thing in Europe is to be conservative and, you know, not going gung-ho. And I don't expect us to gung-ho and I don't expect us to be too conservative either. But, like, the, the, the away goals is gone. So, yeah. that's a big fair factor taken out of the equation, I think. Yeah. Um, worst case scenario, if you do give away a goal, say if you are going for it and you give away a goal, it's not like previous where you need to get three. You need to get two. And there's no reason, like, to, you know... We're gonna score probably anyway. two, anyways. Yeah, we're nothing. If, we if, we if we score two, if we wanna win, we have to score at least. Yeah, two.
0: yeah. If we can see the goal early, nothing changes. Yeah, that, that's presume we're going for it.
2: Yeah. So, but I'm just saying, I hope that you know we're talking about. It's Europe. It's your. I just got to play the fucking game. Yeah. Do you know
0: what I mean? Yeah.
3: Just go out and play the game. Play your natural game. We're as good but as... That's the way we, exactly, Joey. That's the way we have to be. If we if yeah. we, want to have a, if we want to have a chance, we have to just go and play the game, our normal, natural game, because we have to get at these fellas. We're not going to play it. We're not going to beat them by playing the European way, sitting back, yeah, tipping yeah. around between centre halves and full-backs over and back, playing in front of them. That's not our game. We need to get them turned. We need one and two-touch quick pass and, as Sean said earlier, diagonal ball, switch it up with long, diagonal balls over the top. We need to yeah. be getting into Jordan in space. We need to do the
0: things that we're good at. Yeah. But in a, way, in a way, the goal that we conceded in Iceland, I'd say in Liam Buckley's head, not a whole lot has changed anyway, you know, in comparison between the 80th minute and the 92nd or 93rd or 94th or whatever, the final whistle blew. You know, in, in regards to preparation, um, you know, obviously, you know, as Bulger aside, he's still going to, he, I'd say he would have taken your hand off for a it all out there and come back and play a more expressive game of football in the showgrounds and try and get your three points. You've got to do the same thing anyway now. So nothing changes. So they didn't know no, they need to go to Iceland. It was so, the time go to Iceland, really.
3: Yeah, no, see, the only thing I is though it's not, it's not like the old, uh, I say the old, but like two years ago, where, you, yeah, if you're in Europe and you get a draw away from home, a reason, losing one in, and then you bring them back to a, a manic crowd, like, you yeah. know, there's going to be 400 people in there. Like, these fellas have played in Europe for the last 10 years. This is going to be a piece of piss to them, like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're gonna come and they won't be phased by this whatsoever. This yeah. is and that's do you know, I think I think with the no-way goals rule, I think we could be in for a long night. Ah. You could be looking at extra time or penalties, do you know what I mean? Yeah.
2: Well, look, if you were to offer to not, that's me now, I'd probably take it. Penalties. Yeah. Well, it means we're still in it, like
0: <laughs> it does, yeah. It means you're out of the pub though for an extra you know, the guts for an hour. Well, yeah, we we we,
2: did you won't see me for a week, so... We
3: have to, we have to remember that we, we we, don't, we don't tend to blow teams away, like, for all the firepower we have, we yeah. don't, we've, we've scored, we scored three or more twice this season, I think we scored two or, uh, two on four occasions or something. So yeah. it's not, it's not that we blow, and the two, the two teams we scored three or more is, against against Bowe's twice, so... Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. My or my fear, my
2: worry, my worry is that I know it's only two games, but in the last two games, I know we looked at scoring and we hit the bar and we fucking blocked our own shots and stuff like that. But we still didn't score, and now we want to score too. So yeah. I think it's just be a long night. yeah. So I would take penalties at this stage. Get, beat the one 0 take penalties, and take our chance from there. I know I'd have massive heart attack probably in the middle of it, but <laughs> let's take our chances at this stage. You know. Yeah, and just just pray for me. <laughs> but to give, I give you a bit of positive, Jerry. The, the, the two
3: the two games against Bulls that we did score uh, three or more in uh, Johnny was playing both of them. Legs, so he's back for this league. So there's a there's a bit of hope there.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and he'll be he'll be rare to go as well. I mean, I know he's always rare to go, but he'll be absolutely. But he won't start. No, I won't. I wouldn't say so. No, but that's okay. That's okay, So, what do you say to the team before they they go out on the pitch? Ten minutes to go. Well,
4: after I've had a few pints before kickoff, <laughs> you know, I don't know what I'll say to them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did, let's look. Just as the boys said, go and play your natural game. That's that's our only hope. This, yeah, you know what but, I mean. You, funny about just trying to be too clever, and you know, you the balls. So yeah. simple as yeah. you just look. At the end of the day, you know. We are conservative. We we've conceded the least goals in the league this se- season. We're excellent at the back. We yeah. we don't we really don't have to worry about conceding too many goals. As Jerry says, just our problem is just making sure we score enough. Yeah. yeah. But, but I have two 0 down for us. Yeah. Yeah. In, in, in normal time
0: or extra time,
4: Sean. Oh no! Oh Jesus! <laughs> the normal time we
0: Wouldn't be an extra thing. But if we mm-hmm. if we move the ball quick enough, as we've seen, as we pro we, we proved over there, if we move the ball quick enough, uh you know, we should have enough to deal with them in in within ninety minutes, there or thereabouts. That, that's what I think anyway. I think uh, if we can... but
2: the the bottom line is we have to win. Yeah. Yeah. We have to win.
0: But we have to play we do have to play a different game than what we did in Iceland. And we do have yeah, it's to fair natural game. We have to commit yeah. people forward, you know. Yeah. yeah. Fair fair
3: Lee, Lee must be around his block a few times, think. He know he know the crack and he'd have us well set up what ready to go on sure. So
4: Well, you can you can completely see the reasoning as to why we started so conservatively in the first leg. You know, we needed to know what we're up
0: against. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not I'm not questioning. No, 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 our I know nobody is. I know he,
4: nobody is, but I'd say now Buckley is seeing what they're all about, seeing what they have to offer, and can now Go confidently into this leg and yeah. say, "Well, look, we're well capable of just playing our natural game. We don't need to tweak things too, well, much, too much." It'll it's be, be the individuals in themselves, though. Yeah,
3: you know, the, not, way, not, yeah. Taking too, not taking too much out of it, like and stuff like that. It's up, to, and then people make it runs off the ball, and it's up to lads have to do it as well on the pitch.
4: Yeah, yeah. not get caught up in the occasion either. Yeah,
0: but but like I, I'd imagine. Um, FH would have to have tried to maximise their home advantage as well to a degree last week so we, sh- we should have seen for the most part what they're about what do you think?
2: Not necessarily No? No I think they were being conservative too and being cagey and finding us out um, and again I think the away goals thing has taken a big a big kind of unknown out of fixtures um, for both teams um, look they're going to be happy enough but why wouldn't they become happy enough coming over here it's it's a night, like, yeah, but it's but, potentially a 90 minute game and they're starting off with a plus one. So,
0: yeah, but they're, they're, I'd be happy with that. I don't expect them to come at us to no. any great degree. Like, that's no, what I'm I saying. My point I, is, what we wish some, they would. No, yeah, I, but, wouldn't
3: have, I wouldn't have expected them to come at us, Connor, if it was in Lil. I think, yeah, I think, I think, when, I think when the draw was made, they looked at it and thought, over two legs, we're, we'll, we'll get the better of these fellas talking yeah. to us. And I think they'll just continue to play the same way. Yeah. I think we we need to be if to get into their faces but like press them really hard high like we have been recently up the pitch right from the start and get a bit of panic into them like they look too relaxed and stuff there yeah. last week. And, and go back
2: going back, going back to the two centre house thirty five and thirty seven get in their faces like yeah yeah don't give them a second. But will we get that and notice like I thought Romeo played well the last day. And I'm not having a go at him, but will we get that with him at the top end of the pitch? I'm not so sure. That's why I'm disappointed that Collie isn't playing in the number 10 because when he when they he come on 63rd minute he's start barking at people, yeah.
1: yeah.
3: Yeah. He might play there yeah Jerry. Liam he might, yeah a, he, he might
2: Liam Liam just throw the curveball in every now
3: and
4: then, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah.
0: But sure, so, what's gonna what's gonna happen in the middle of the park then? Because that's
3: oh sure. You could you could stick to new he could stick to new fell in. He could oh, stick, there's your
4: hero. How hero
3: he could stick, status. He could stick play <laughs> he could, he could, he could any in and man could go could go center half. He could stick banks which, in and bleed. Ma- Mahaney
0: hasn't trained, so he's not going to start him. I'm only telling you what you were telling me. <laughs> <laughs> it,
3: wasn't be, it wasn't me. What, what me you, I what, what he, what
0: somebody was telling me, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, so are we, are we? I mean, I don't know. Are we <laughs> penalties and extra time? You know, I don't know. For hugely confidence about uh, about Thursday night. Who's who's going to? The, we're all. Are we all going to the game? Some form, yeah. I've got a ticket. Yeah, I've got a ticket. Yeah. Yeah. Um
2: I'm gonna be the worst steward in the world ever. I'll probably get kicked out. <laughs> yeah.
0: I hope you were watching the, the stewards there in Wembley now the other night for your, your tips on how to how to manage your your area. <clears throat> yeah. If it gets out <laughs> of hand, start swinging kicks. Taking money, <laughs> yeah. off the, taking money off the young fellas, jumping over to Avenue walls. <laughs> <and something. laughs> never, never turn money away in the showgrounds. Yeah. That's how the truster her funding the sponsorship of the game. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're meeting up at the Southern Hotel at around, uh, around half-five. <laughs> <laughs> bring, bring your fibres. Right, okay. <laughs> so before we finish up, we're, we're away to uh, Waterford on Sunday. Um, I mean, if. It's hard to kind of give any credence or any thought to, the, to that game. Um, but uh, let's give it five minutes. Um they're 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 on the they're on the the upper aren't they, Waterford? We beat uh,
2: we beat we beat Icelandic we beat Waterford. Simple. That's it. We don't yeah. go through, we don't beat Waterford.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Does any? I mean, yeah. It's. it's I, I. don't even know where to start with the Waterford game. Like, it just feels like
3: there's so <laughs> many, so many permutations that could be thrown in before then. Like extra yeah. time, penalties, all that emotion. Then whether we win or lose off the back of that, uh, if it, you're gonna you're gonna be carrying injuries into it, it's just yeah. Sure, who knows? Like you don't. What I will say is that Waterford have picked up. They have turned the corner. So it's not going to be, if even if we're going down a hundred percent after flying through these fellas four or five nil on Thursday night, not breaking sweat and fully fit squad, it's still going to be a tough game down in Waterford.
0: Yeah, like your man Mark Burcham. I think it's a bit well, maybe it's a new manager bounce, but it it feels like he he is putting a bit of um he is you know building their confidence and you know he's put new lads in there, um new personnel. He actually like you know when you think about what's gone on before there, he looks like he's a reasonable manager doing a reasonable job. And um if they've got if they've got um if they've got the confidence up, it could be a really tricky game away from home as well.
4: Uh, the fact that um Longford got that draw as well against uh, who was it the other day they were playing? Uh, uh, Drada, Drada. Yeah, sorry, Drada. that's a big thing as well because I think Longford were done and dusted if they if they had lost that game. So they're still hot in their tails. They're 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 looking over their shoulder big time. That the Harps are Harps are slipping too, so that's gonna give them uh, a
0: yeah. uh, I, I think was it the Longford game in Longford that um, your man Mark Burton came in? Was that his first game? Or maybe it was the Shams game before? No, I think it, I think that was well. They've played since they've in the la, in their last five games they've played Harps who they've beaten. They lost to the Derry. They drew a Pats. They beat Longford. They were beaten by by Shams. But um, their record is pretty good over the last five games. Bar they've two defeats and one of them's the Shams yeah. and and of. The-
3: They've they've had they've got a like what four five six new players in the last week or ten
4: days. Six so. yeah. yeah, six players in the last about two and a half weeks. And I think these are going by what Mark Burcham was saying. These are players for the starting eleven. Yeah, yeah. So these are all players he's bringing in to start. So it's going to be a completely different team we're playing against.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, as like as you said, there's a there's a lot of ground to be covered between now and next Sunday. So I suppose it's it's difficult to get um it's difficult to get too stuck into it. Um. So uh, anything else to cover before we we wrap things up? Yeah, just w- w-
2: uh, two things, Connor. Just um. So Brenda Kearns and uh, Sue Brendan I'll have the wee tea shop open. Ah, yes. Um, uh, down at the pet sh- pet stop end. So if you're looking for a cup of tea or a cup of coffee, or you might throw something into the coffee if you're nice. Um. So and all proceeds go to the supporters' Trust, and then bear scorecast as well, Connor. Yes,
0: um, we will do bear scorecast. Um. On we we'll get the we we'll get the ball rolling for that uh, tomorrow probably, um, which will give us yeah. about twenty four hours or so, for you to get your predictions in, and um, yeah. Um, and shouts from the shed end. Yeah, well, now, you know, I predicted that there's going to be issues with, the, with Shouts from the Shed End, and I, I'm going to blame Sean Dunn. Uh, yeah. and <laughs> He's still muted. He can stay muted. It is purely <laughs> Sean Dunn's problem. But you, just to say you can get your Shouts from the Shed End in uh, through the old method, through the podcast, oh, at t i e, and uh, we will announce, re-announce the number that I don't have to hand, the WhatsApp number, once Sean picks up the bloody sim card from me and sticks it into his phone uh it's very poor it's very it's yeah. amateur amateurish really on sean's behalf yeah um but we will get that uh rocking and rolling as well um just a note before we start recording Sean sean's we won't we won't mention the shout from the shout in oh done done
4: because this is fucking slanderous at this time <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah uh so yeah get them you can email them in um sean o'rourke Who's looking at you? Um, <laughs> but if you know, if we win, obviously, I think we'll be getting lots of them in. If we don't win, um, we might be getting a huge amount in, but yeah, so you can email them in and we'll, we'll get the number up on um, on social uh, the social channels ahead of the game on Tuesday if Sean picks up the sim card from me. Okay, on that note, uh, we will go to the showgrounds on Thursday evening and uh, we'll. We'll have a few pints beforehand. We'll have a sing-song uh, in the showgrounds, get a bit of atmosphere going. The four hundred, and we we'll, singing um, singing
3: across to each
0: other. I mean, yeah, from our, yeah. So, from our social distance, yeah, yeah two so. meters. Uh, yeah, okay. So we'll leave it there. Listen, um, here's to um, here's to uh, progression into the next round of the cup. hugely important progression uh, to the next round of the cup, next round of the cup, next round of Europe. Uh, Magoo thanks very much. All the best, boy. Terry, thank you.
2: Yeah, Connor, just one last word there. Just look, um, look, we just need to win. We need to win in Europe. And um, We've had too many deja vus where there are too many bad luck stories or sad stories and all that. As Magoo said, look, it's up to the players now. Um, let's go and make a bit of history and go and get another two games in Europe against Rosenberg. And, you know, who knows, who knows what will happen? But look, don't get out these opportunities too often man. look I, who am I to say it? But I'm just a die in the world fan I just really want to get through please yeah. that's me just
3: just on that just on that point if any players are listening uh, the supporters can't travel till we get to the group stage at least so <laughs> that's, that's, we're not <laughs> we're not expecting too much but we're you know
0: <laughs> just give us hope <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah well said well said uh, Shay, that's an important message uh, Sean, anything to say about the SIM card or about the next one in Europe?
4: Don't worry about that SIM card, that's your fault anyway um, No, but you know what just for anyone that's listening now that is going to the game please, please, please sing your heart out and make as much noise as physically possible because look, I know there's not many of us going, but we need to act as much as we can as a 12th man because we need to see the boys through this one big time
0: yeah, I'm going to say it to any players listening. Obviously, we need 110%, but keep the heads as well at the same time, you know. <laughs> let's do let's do uh, the full the full game with uh, 11 players in the field. Give ourselves every opportunity and don't make Connor angry at the end of the game. Simple. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, oh, and just to say, just before I forget, uh, Gary McLean from the Double no, Sports yeah. Club will be selling the Golden Goals. I was a minute off uh, uh, the last game. A minute off. Um... <laughs> So, Fiverr will get you three tickets, and you can get them. You'll find Gary uh, DSC underscore SRFC on Twitter, and um, you can revolute him the Money or PayPal, and you know yourself, and uh, he will WhatsApp you, your golden goals. Okay, so um, the next time we chat to you, we'll be progressing through the, to the next round of um, the Europa Conference League. Um, come on, the better ride.
5: More drama here. Gilani,
1: North. We're looking for Stenson's head away at the far post. And over it comes Elliot. Stenson! One more. It's brilliant, 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 brilliant. Here comes Pignane.